It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab a drink and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girl's night, all wrapped up into one. happy monday hey guys yeah we have one of our favorite couples here kind of oh (laughs) yeah our favorite couple the The favorite couple of cc and i (laughs) the favorite couple the funniest people we know we know them through we actually have no idea really know them up at our house for a new year's party yep yep that was cc that wasn't me yeah. And no, so I probably just got inherited via friendships. For, via Cece. Yeah. Yeah. Second order friendship. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah, like, oh, were- yeah, she comes along too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so we have here Mary and Jerry Lenneberg. And if you're not following them on Instagram, I don't know why you aren't. Mary <laughs> is the mother of Instagram and Jerry is grouchy historian. <laughs> And Mary's an author and Jerry, not really sure what he does for work. I'm a beauty husband. I'm a beauty He owns it. I carry Mary's books. I sell Mary's books. I control the lines for Mary's books. He does other things that we're not allowed to talk about. But he was in the Navy. So I have that right. Right. (laughs) They were big encouragers of Patrick and Cece getting married. Yes, yeah. yes. Mary was in the bridal party, which was, was. awesome. It was bridesmaid of all time. It was yes, you know, very true. It was amazing, though. Coffee fetcher of all time. Yes, you were. He did, he did bring coffee. us coffee the morning of my wedding. <laughs> That's true. I do remember that now. Aww. Yep, the coffee husband. But we have them here today to talk about marriage, when how merit their marriage has changed from when they were in their 20s to when they're raising children to where they are now and they are hilarious with all their funny stories if you want to deep dive into their marriage just buy mary's books you could just mm. google I'll, I'll link them in the show notes but you can just find them on amazon um but they're amazing but we want to dive into heck yes heck no megan what is your heck yes I wrote this as my heck yes, but I'm not convinced it's really a heck yes yet, but I'm a minivan mom now. I have a minivan. I drive a minivan. I'm officially not cool anymore. (laughs) That's true. That's true. No. Do you wear mom jeans? Yes. Sometimes. You're not cool then. Okay. (laughs) Done. I cannot believe this conversation is already like. Okay. So it was my heck yes, because it has a sunroof, which has like been like on my list for cars for forever. And our Highlander that we loved and had until someone crashed into me had a sunroof and it had heated seats, which we were like, wow, this is top of the line. And this minivan, this minivan has heated seats and a sunroof. And it's a neutral color. It's not baby blue. It's a Toyota Sienna. And so I know baby blue was like the thing when those babies came out. And it's not awful, but I just, it's a little bit of a pride check when I'm driving around a college town looking like I could probably be in college still, but I'm in a minivan and I'm like, oh, I am a mother. 
So <laughs> it's good. I need that. So the first question I asked Meg was, why not a suburban? <laughs> I know everything in me, like if we if money was not even a factor, it would yeah. probably be a Tahoe or something. Suburban requires a few more children. Yeah. And it also requires a little bit more money for gas and a little bit more in general to buy the car. And so we were just like, when we drove a suburban, it was like $80 a week for gas. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm good. That's okay. (laughs) I'll just not be cool and be able to eat more than grass for dinner. So geez. Um, Jerry, what's your heck yes? Oh, I can't wait. I have no idea what it's going to be. I'm really scared. Go ahead. My so 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 my heck yes was the bacon cheeseburger that I had tonight, which was delicious. Oh, for dinner. Yes, I needed Ooh. a little bacon and meat. And later, I'm pretty sure there's going to be scotch. Oh so, yes. Was my, it homemade? Yeah. Was this a homemade bacon cheeseburger? I cannot mm. claim it as homemade. No, tonight. this was uh, this was uh, da- door da- DoorDash DoorDash <laughs> delivered. Yes. Yeah. But this week, oh, just like the local, uh, the local burger place around the corner. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, it's, wow, it's not, it's not a national chain or anything. Like yeah, a little no. McDonald's, yeah, Arby's. What's the no. situation? No. no, no. It's like two steps higher than a Five Guys. Yeah. Maybe that's what it. It was very, okay. good. but it was really good. Yes. I just, you know, how you just have the the like the need for. Yes. We just want a burger, but nobody yes. wants to make a burger. Mm-hmm. You just, yeah. So we did that tonight, but that good. was that's your heck yeah. That's my heck okay. yes. Have you guys ever had Culver's? Yes. Had what? No, Culver's. but there is one here. What's yes, that? it's in the Midwest. It's Don't uh, they have like custard, yeah. butter burgers, and custard. Okay. And their butter burgers are to die for. Of course they are, because they have butter in it, Cece. And since you're fifty percent butter, <laughs> <laughs> I dump a whole packet of salt on. I mean, good to go. Uh, be young and able to do that. Yeah. If you're not clogging my arteries, I don't want you. <laughs> oh. Mary, what's your heck yes? My heck yes was tonight's dessert, which was, was a giant Oreo cookie stuffed with ice cream. That sounds Ooh. amazing. And then it was rolled in, in sprinkles. Is this why is you're half much- cake pop? Yes, I am a half cake pop. Cece's half butter. I'm half cake pop. That's how it rolls. Jerry's um, <laughs> half bacon. Jerry's well, yeah. half bacon. It's no, what okay. we do. That's fair. Um, no, it was just, um, it was really, it was quite delightful. I don't really have words for it. Um, I This was one of the first lengths I did not give up sweet things. Mm-hmm. So um, it's been weird for me in the middle of like Lent that, you know, I'm eating ice cream. Um, yeah. but they were like the perfect size. So there were two of them that we got and it was, it was about the size of a, of a half dollar. So not it was that like, we're obsessed with food or anything. No, or anything. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, no. Um, but it was just like the perfect amount of delightful yumminess and chocolate, little crunch. Ooh, rainbow, I love rainbow. That. Yummy. I'm a big, big, like texture gal. Like when the mm. texture's just right, it makes it so much better. So much better. So much better. So yeah, yep. that's my, that was my heck yes. I didn't know we were going to go with like food heck yeses, but okay. <laughs> that works. For me. It just happened. It just, just happened. happened. You yeah. guys are one. I know. <laughs> oh, in so many ways. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Okay. So my heck yes is my dad is coming to Japan this week. So really? yeah. 
Yeah. So we'll be in Tokyo next weekend and he's here for 10 days. So I am so excited. Our first visitor in Japan. That's That's so fun. First visitor. Yep. First visitor. World dear. Oh, well, yeah. that's true. You know, and only for like six months at a time. It's super weird. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. a 14 hour flight that you just want to die on, but it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, so Yay! really pumped. I know. I can't wait. Showing someone around Japan. So the heck yes award of this week. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We went from minivans to foods to her dad for 10 days in Japan. She wins. Meg, what's your heck no? Oh my gosh. This happened probably almost a week ago, but it was the heck no of heck no's. And when it happened, I was like, I have to remember this for the podcast. I got this cute little wooden egg craft to do with Carrie and you paint the eggs and well, you have to glue like different patterns onto the eggs. So it has different dimensions. So then they're like flat. And then you paint it and then you string it and you can like hang it on a bush or whatever. And I'm like, this is going to be so cute and fun. Pull out all the things. I pull out the little glue bottle and I'm like trying to squeeze it. I'm like, oh, maybe there's like a, like a lip on it or like a seal on it or something. Yeah. To take off. So I unscrew it and there isn't. So like the idiot I am, I hold it looking at it and squeeze <laughs> it really hard and it explodes into my eyeball Carrie freaks out because I freak out and Carrie's like, "Ah, ah, and I'm like, it's like literally it's like burning and it's like goopy. And I'm like, what do I do? So I'm just like, I get a washcloth and water. And I, at one point I was screaming, I was like, babe, babe. And he's in our bathroom in the master bedroom, which means you can't hear anything in the house. And eventually I fix it all up and I turn around and Carrie's just like traumatized. I'm like, well, this has been good bonding for us. She learned a new word. <laughs> yeah, she also learned a new word. So, so yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. That's my heck no. Wait, I might have won t- heck no's. Can you tell the raccoon story real fast? <laughs> so, so Cece and I have mentioned on this podcast before that Carrie's equivalent to like a raccoon her nickname has become raccoon and cc's even called her like racky sometimes and yeah. so i told avery about it and this started because there was a time when cc was visiting and she bought some gobstoppers to mail off to patrick in japan she comes up to the bedroom the guest room here in our house and carrie had torn through all of her stuff and had opened and eaten half of the gobstoppers and we were like <laughs> we lit- we went all around town trying to replace those gobstoppers and literally not a single store had gobstoppers here so i was like cool the raccoon just took and ate patrick's gobstoppers <laughs> um and so i told avery about it and he was dying laughing he was like there is no better analogy for an animal that carrie is like than a raccoon we haven't told this to Carrie. Like we don't talk, we don't call her raccoon in person or anything. It's like just that. behind her back. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's what one does. <laughs> so last night we get home, it's like 8 30 PM at night. There was something at church that we had for Lent and we come home and she's like on cloud nine. She just spent an hour in the nursery with a bunch of kids. Her extroverted self was just like, let's go. I'm pumped. I've got energy. Which means she just bossed around kids for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> <laughs> so she's feeling extra confident right now and we're hanging out in the living room and Avery's got to go do homework and stuff and so he goes to bless her which normally means bedtime for her and she goes no I am not going to bed right now you do not tell me that you do not do that 
And we were like, no, like it's, we're not going to bed just yet. And she was like, raccoons do not sleep. And I was like, what? She's a smart little raccoon. She's smart. And I was like, like, my gosh. And then she takes her bottle and throws it at me, like playfully, but throws it at me and goes, here, this is yours. Drink it. And like points to me. I was like, what? Oh. and we're gonna send her to school in august and now i'm like i don't know is she gonna come back like this every day like i don't know about this but wait this sounds like some she's gonna be like hmm, in the principal's office don't maybe? look at me I, oh I, she I loves the principal and the principal uh, loves her but i was like y'all don't know each other very well yet so just wait oh, hmm. that's the problem <laughs> like a mary like mary <laughs> shade at me <laughs> I Listen, if she grows up to become like Mary, I'll be happy with that. There you that's go. Then if that's the truth, keep in then mind. get ready because she's going to be <laughs> a her whole life. She's <laughs> a little ringleader. Yes, that's the thing. Yeah, she's, she's the, the oldest, oldest girl. Mm-hmm. She will be the ringleader. She's not only the oldest, but she's a girl. And therefore, yeah. yes, yeah. She, she has gang potential, gang leader. Gang stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like a raccoon leader, potentially a gangster raccoon. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, raccoons don't go to sleep. I was like, how did you know we've been calling you that? Because I'm a smart little girl Mm -hmm. Uh and sponge and I hear everything. Uh Yep. (laughs) Anyways, Mary, Jerry, heck knows. Oh, we have we have a joint joint techno this week. And that is all about dog poop. Dog poop. So, in the house or outside no 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 thank you lord jesus she's trained better than that okay um okay. no so she um she is a, we have found out we have a maggie is a year and a half old uh purebred border collie okay. and sometimes border collies can have apparently very sensitive digestive systems we're very sensitive she's a sensitive dog oh, and so, um, yeah so she got sick like in january was it january if she got puppy flu. So they had puppy flu and can- kennel cough. Like okay. it was like the COVID of dogs, right? In the dog world, it was all over the Northern Virginia area. And huh. so I don't even know what it's called. She got like a bacterial infection from basically being in another person's yard who has dogs, but doesn't clean af- up after their dogs. So there was like bacteria on the grass or whatever. And the rain came and it spread the bacteria kind of thing. So she got it. And that basically meant that, you know, her backside was a fire hydrant. So that's been really fun. I bolts of lightning from her. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) So we finally, we did the whole antibiotic. We did the whole thing. It's been a three week long thing. Our uh, vet is buying a new boat. Yeah, pretty much. So she's better. Everything's fine. It's all gone. And then like yesterday or the day Monday. before Monday, she's like wanting to go out at like one 30 in the morning. And I'm like, you know, this is bad. This is bad, bad, bad. And so we're back in this sort of cycle. And so we have to wait till tomorrow. And if it doesn't improve, then tomorrow we go back to the vet and do more things. Oh, uh, did you buy dog insurance? <laughs> 
do we have dog insurance? Actually, that's a thing. It is an actual thing yeah. now. Here's 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 my advice to those listening. Um, if someone in your life loves you, then they won't show up on your doorstep with the puppy at 10, 10 weeks old without ever discussing it with you. And um, because they're afraid that because they just got married and started their new life, they might possibly, we might be lonely. So uh, we're not, not lonely. Not lonely. <laughs> so Maggie came into our world uh, about what, two months after Jonathan got married? Yeah. Their, their son. Yeah. So, yeah, our son got married. And so we've had her now for a year and a half and we love her. She's a sweet dog. But it's moments like this where we kind of go back to that moment and go, thank you mm. so much for this gift. Yeah. <laughs> you should drop them off at their doorstep. Oh, oh let's not go there. Anyway, <laughs> that's a heck no. Yeah, that's a heck that's no. That's a heck no. <laughs> What's your heck no? Okay, so my heck no is it turns out if you go snorkeling and get water in your ear and then combine that with sleeping with your mouth open accidentally one night in a hotel room with hotel air, and then you hop on a flight that you're going to get really sick. So yeah. that's why I sound <laughs> like this. <laughs> yep. All of that combined. I just have a terrible cold. And um, Patrick went to the store two days ago to get me medicine. And he came back with seven different types of medicine and just goes, take something. Take one. <laughs> take all. Take something. <laughs> it's all Mary treats cold. Give me the, give me the strongest, strongest stuff, stuff you got. got. <laughs> my bowl is basically Jack Black with a little green coloring. So here, take this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like okay. I know. I was like, okay, well, just tell me what can't be combined. Okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what is lethal when you combine it? And so he's like, take this every three hours with this. Don't take this with that. And take these three things at the same time. I'm like, all right. Sure. Sure. Sure, <laughs> Dr. Patrick. <laughs> Yeah, it has been helping. I can't breathe through my nose now. And it should be, I feel like it would be gone in like two days. But um, yeah, everything just like combusted on the flight. I was like, wow, this is not going to be good right now. Um, but yeah, that's that's just the heck no. So yeah, he he came back with a pharmacy, which is a heck yes. But it was just so funny when he just dumped the bags. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, what did you... I like Patrick. There's reasons why I encourage her to marry him. <laughs> Two different types of cough drops. I mean, he went all out. I was like, he brought, mm -hmm. bought variety, brought he options. Did. Variety is good. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't want a cherry lozenge. Sometimes you want a honey, a you honey one. lozenge. Yep. yep. Come on now. Yep. In my case, <laughs> neither, because I hate those, but yeah. <laughs> but now you have them for when he needs them. Right. Go. Well, he gets annoyed when I cough all the time. So he's <laughs> like, can you please just take one of these? <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, okay. But we want to jump right into our topic, but first Megan, you want to talk about let them live. Wait, I have a wet in the dang heck moment. Oh, really? Yeah. It like never okay. happens, but normally our callers call in with these, but we have fish now. I mary like or jerry do you guys like yeah yeah we've got like freezer? no 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 <laughs> not fish for friday um no we have like a beta fish and like mini catfish that kind of go along the bottom of the fish we have a, we have like a fish tank um probably 
the width the length of one of my arms it's like big and we <laughs> there's like fish in it how did why? this appear in um, your house i uh, did it just so adhd so apparently with ADHD, you like get on to new things. And if you're interested in it, you deep dive in it and yes. you learn everything about it and you get all Talk excited about it. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. Avery one day was looking at this like aquaponics thing. He's always wanted an aquaponics system in the backyard, but it's like, hello, we move every two years. We're not doing that. And so he kind of took a segue and started to look at like fish tanks and fish ecosystems and all this stuff and like the different plants you can buy and the different fish and how the fish and the ammonia and all this stuff works. And I had to take Harry. I know we have a fish tank now and like 10 fish. Um, But now it's also part of my problem because we only had a tiny baby beta fish and it doesn't move. And I'm like, what is the point of a fish tank if you don't have fish that are fun to watch? Like this is literally not no point. And so tonight we went and bought fish that actually mm. are fun to watch. And I encouraged that. So can I just remind you of something? Mo? When you when you were pregnant with Carrie, you guys got a second dog. Yeah. Now, but he was mentally ill. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is gonna make you mentally ill. Well, like, you can't flush a, a dog down a toilet. Well, what are you gonna oh, are you geez. trying to teach Carrie the cycle of life? Like She's going to notice when one fish is gone and you're going to replace that. Listen, listen, Avery, Avery took fish out of the pond in our neighborhood to put in, like we had like a tad, like a giant tadpole with like the tail on it. Do not ask questions. (laughs) (laughs) And you garbage picked fish. You literally dumpster (laughs) picked fish. (laughs) No, 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 no. We got Petco fish after this, but this was a part of like making the tank ready. He knew that if he got fish from the pond, they would like get the water set up right and accurately. And we literally took water from that tank after we put the fish back in the pond today and had Petco test the water. And they're like, this, this tank is perfect. Like you can put fish right in it and they'll do really well. And we were like, "Hmm, that's so interesting because Avery literally took pond fish and put them in it. And now we have normal, like, uh, what do you want to call it? He went redneck thing. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. Need I I remind you, he gutted our deer on the front lawn in an HOA. Like that's also redneck redneck thing. (laughs) No wonder your neighbors don't talk to you. (laughs) Megan. They wear masks. There's many more reasons why they don't talk to us. Okay. Wow. Oh, all right. Wow, that is a what in the ding. I just, are you the one that has to feed them? No, and Carrie gets excited about it every day. And I'm not even going to lie. It's kind of like calming because they're up on the top of our land, like where our landing is, where we used to have the printer, (laughs) you know, because who needs a printer? Uh, That's done in Avery's office now. And it's kind of nice to just walk by and be like, oh, fish, life, chill right Chill. yeah we got rid of our tv so now we have fish fish tv see yeah. yeah exactly and carrie just sits there and watches them and i'm like this is good for her she needed something that could keep her still that isn't cocoa melon because that's like terrible so it's, cocoa melon. it's, a, it's, it's a cartoon oh it's it's, it's a like terrible. cartoon that literally is full of like mental Lights crack and yeah it, it yeah it actually like gets kids addicted to it. it's really bad she doesn't watch yeah. bluey <laughs> no blippy or Blippi, Bluey? Oh, no, Bluey. oh, Bluey. Bluey's the cute dog. too, but we just don't have a TV anymore. Um, and I don't think we'll put it back up. So hence the fish. So it's great. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That works. Yep. Well, anyways, Let Them Live. Mary and Jerry, have you guys heard of Let Them Live before? No. No. 
Okay. They're awesome. So they're a pro-life nonprofit and they pretty much provide financial support to help women cancel their abortions and choose life. And so what they'll do is like, when they have a mother they're working with, they will then use those donations to, she needs like, okay, how much, how much money do you need for your rent? How much money do you need for this child? Da, 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 da. And then let them live helps her cancel her abortion and uses their funds to let the baby live. But it's so awesome because it's a way for pro-lifers to tangibly help women choose life over abortion. And you literally see, actually visually see the fruits of the donations because they'll share like, you'll, you'll follow along the mother on her journey and she'll share photos of the baby and stuff like that. They're just such an amazing nonprofit. So if anyone's looking for places to tithe to, let them live is such a great option. Um, and you can become a monthly donor. I was going to say that it's kind of fun to get variety with where you're tithing. Like obviously your church, your home parish should be your number one, but then outside of that, like focus missionary, let them live like all this stuff. So then it's like, okay, I know exactly who and where my money is going to. Cause sometimes at church, it feels kind of vague. It's like, it'll just get used where it needs to be used, which is good. But it's also encouraging when you know, like this money is going to help a mom with her child every month. Well, and you get to see the practical fruits of it. Yeah. Yeah. Following along with that. I think sometimes that becomes um, challenging, especially in the pro-life world where, you know, you want to give and you want to support, but when you don't see the tangible and practical fruits of that, then it, it can, it just feels sketch. So you're just like, "Mm, I'm not sure I'm going to give to this huge organization. I'd rather support like a grassroots organization when it sounds Mm -hmm. like like, um, this one is. So that's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. So definitely check them out or you can head to our show notes and find all their links there. Okay. So Mary and Jerry, can you just start us off with where your marriage started in your twenties? So we were talking about this and I was like, we've been married this August. We will be married 35 years. And I just, that's seven presidents. In case you were wondering. (laughs) I can't of believe course. that's how you've kept track. That's how you most of it. I just, I didn't like, I don't feel that old. So I was 20 years old. I'm really glad we got married young. Young and naive. Naive and just stupid. Didn't know what the heck we were, we were stupid. doing. We were in love. <laughs> but, um, and in love. But um, were we in love or were we in love lust? Infatuated. infatuated Ooh, that's that's a good one he's like i like that one (laughs) we just we so we we met on a blind date um we dated for two years um i knew he would be in he was at the naval academy at the time so i knew he was going into active duty naval service i came from a family where my parents met in um osaka japan in the vietnam war they were both in the navy um, and my mom outranked my dad. She was a lieutenant. My dad was a lieutenant JG. And uh, we always said she outranked him his whole the life. Rest of his life. <laughs> the rest of his life. So um, so I was well aware of active duty service, you know. Um no, you were not ready I was. to be a Navy. Wife. I was not ready, but I was aware of it. Right. And you knew that existed. You knew it existed. I knew it existed. And Jerry was a naval aviator, was a he was a navigator, a P3 navigator. So Uh and he looked really good in a flight suit and his uniform was he was hot. So I was I was I was ready to go. I had hair back then. (laughs) He did, he had hair (laughs) parted on the side. 
really cute blonde hair. Um, but like when we first got married, it was, we both, um, we were committed. I mean, we, we weren't really practicing our faith. Like I was born and raised a Catholic. Jerry was uh, born and raised a Lutheran. So when we got married, you know, um, he was, you left when we were, what, we had been married a year, you went on deployment? Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, yep. Just, yeah. Yep. Our son was six months old when he left and he was a year old when he came back. And, um, so that was, that was tough, but we were, uh, we were just having, I I think we're just, we look back at it now and we were just having fun. Yes. Yeah. We were just having fun. Yes. Um, we did. I don't think we understood the depth of the commitment that marriage was and is, Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, when they, the vows, like we didn't, we never thought there would be sickness bad times. and health, rich and yeah. poor. There would be no sickness. There would be no poor. There would be no bad times. It was all going to be the good stuff. And um, so when we first got married, you know, it was, I mean, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of X rated fun. What's <laughs> one of the yeah. stories that pop out to you that describe your marriage in your 20s? Oh, okay. Here we go. Here's my favorite one. So okay. Sacramento, I'm at flight school. My honey lamb calls me up. Now this is the day before cell. No, she didn't call me up. No. This is before cell phones. Yeah. We're dating she ourselves. She comes home. She and- sent you a telegraph? No, no, no. no. She came home. She, <laughs> she was, she we, was- there were cell phones back then. No, I, I called from the um, the police station. Or the- no. My car had broken down. The car broken down. She killed down. my car. I did not kill your car. She the killed car my car. Broke down. So these young Christian women drove her back to our apartment. So she knocks on the door. She opens the door and she says, honey, are you dressed? <laughs> because I might have had a method of enthusiastically greeting her when she came home from work. And I'm like, and I kind of peek around the corner. Because he wasn't. Because I wasn't. And there's these two nice young women. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and she's <laughs> like, honey, I had car trouble. And these two nice young women gave me a ride home. So I like scurry into the bedroom to find an article of clothing to put on to come out and greet her and find out what she did to kill my car that's that is yeah that sums it up did you offer these women like a cup of coffee or something i did i did i offered them like a late night snack okay came in jerry was clothed uh we chatted (laughs) for what 20 minutes or so and then they went on their way and i just was so appreciative of them they wouldn't accept like i wanted to give them like you know 20 dollars each i mean whatever i had in my wallet and they were just like no no we're fine they were christian missionaries so how fitting yeah Yeah. Yeah, it was good Mm -hmm. um and and so so we had that side of our marriage and then when we were again when we were in sacramento and it came to be thanksgiving (laughs) okay yes so i come home from flight school one day it's like the week before thanksgiving and and we're in a little two-bedroom apartment i open up my refrigerator and there's a 22 pound turkey in it and i go yes i go um sweetheart what is this she oh that's a turkey for thanksgiving for thanksgiving i'm like sweetheart it's a 22 pound turkey there are two of us well, I can't cook for less than 10. Because I come from a family. <laughs> my mom always got the 22 pound turkey. So I know how to make the 22 pound turkey. I don't know how to make a chick, a turkey breast. I don't know how you make the 22 pound turkey. So Jerry got on the phone and, and, or actually the next day in class. So the next day I'm like, okay, everybody. anybody not going home for Thanksgiving, we're going to watch football and eat turkey at my house. And they're like, 
is, is yes. Mary making dinner? Yes. We're there. What time? We'll bring beer. <laughs> yeah. and, so those uh, two scenes were pretty much our early married life. Yes. She uh, okay. met everybody even back then. And we enjoyed each other's company a lot. A lot. So yeah. So that, that was our- A lot. A lot. And then we had kids and <laughs> the landscape quite- A little bit. A little bit. I mean, not when we had Jonathan, um, you know, Jerry was gone for the first, the, 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 the second half of his first year of life. So that, it, that was hard and it was challenging, but it wasn't like horrific. I, we, we, everybody survived it. And then um, things got more difficult after we had our daughter, Courtney, when Jonathan was uh, three, almost three. And Courtney, um, she had, when she was five weeks old, she began having grandma seizures. And so our life changed dramatically in that, I would say, married life of three, three to six years. It's in the know? book. Yeah, it's in Be Brave and mm, Scared. Yeah, it is. Um, and that that changed everything. And um, what what came to be in, in, in our marriage was, you know, you always bring baggage, right? Everybody brings their past into their marriage, even if they're in counseling and they're doing all the right things. Uh, to be prepared for marriage, you still have these, um, you know, family of origin issues that'll show up. And so I guess it was about year seven, six, seven. Uh, yeah, Jonathan yeah. was about six or seven mm-hmm. when um, everything just sort of fell apart. And um, addiction was revealed in our marriage, Jerry to pornography, me to food. That would be our thirties. Um, that would be in our thirties, the, uh, the, the decade of our thirties was pretty much spent in a lot of darkness. Mm-hmm. And um, how old and were the kids then? So Jonathan was four. When, when things started to hit the fan, he was like four or five, somewhere in there. And uh, Courtney was three years younger than him. So she was one going on two. So um, they're like the thickness of their childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. And so our marriage for the next 10 years was really not good yeah it's not good and that was it was very challenging and jerry went uh um he so he deployed twice when he was in vp11 which was a p3 squadron Mm -hmm. and he had a short tour in dc and that was the time when my dad was fighting cancer um and he he was toward the end of his life so and jerry (laughs) was getting his master's so i was by myself yeah and um and it was just very very, very challenging. And then we went to the USS Enterprise and that's when pretty much everything fell apart. And he basically went on deployment and I wasn't sure when he got back, if we were still going to be married, I just didn't know. Mm. How long was Um, that deployment? That well, the, in 1996, we spent two weeks together because you had wow. all the workups, yeah. you had all of the, what did you call them? Workups and what else? Workups, pre-deployment. That's, right. yeah. yeah. Training going on. And we were in the midst of a, a we, we, were, we were at war. Well. Well, pre-war, it was before mm-hmm. 9-11. So yeah. it was, you know, but it was, I just remember that he, he was just gone. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that was probably, actually, I look back, that was probably a blessing because we did stay together. And by the time you got home, 
we were both committed to absence made the heart grow fond. Yeah. It, it, mm. it, Kind of. But yeah. that's so hard because people are like, you need to work on your marriage. And you're like, I can't because I can't even contact him. No, he's, and yeah. this, and see, so we're dating ourselves. This is back in the 90s. So this is when he went on the enterprise in 96, mm-hmm. it was the first time you had email. Mm, my mom talks and, about that. And you only had email maybe once a week, maybe once every other week. It just depended, right? So there was no way to like, he would call and we had to be careful because it was a long distance call and they were exceedingly expensive. Mm. Like your, our deployment. We got a bill. Christmas card from at t in 1997. <laughs> we got a Christmas card from them because like we had a $600 phone bill. Jeez. Yeah. It was insane. And he was, he was just a Lieutenant. So it's not like we were yeah, rolling, in, in, rolling <laughs> in the dough. <laughs> But um, it was really challenging and, and, and it sounds trite because I mean, there were days that I, I would wake up and I just, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what was going to happen with Courtney. Her health was, was very precarious. Jonathan was really struggling. You know, Jerry's in the middle of the ocean. Um, Things are unsettled around the world politically. And I'm sitting in this little house in Virginia beach, Virginia, and I don't know what's coming. Right. Your dad's sick three hours north. Yeah, three hours north. Dad's yeah. coming to the end of his life. And um, you know, it just it was not, it was not enjoyable. It was mm. not an enjoyable time. But we he you you resigned from the Navy, like without you can tell him that part without discussing it with me. Oh dang. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, so we came, so this was 1998. So the issue was whether I would have to go back to sea and all that. So I said, I'll just go in the reserves Mm -hmm. and then I'll get out and get like a A real job, normal job. Yeah. Yeah. He came home and he said, okay, we've got 45 days. And I'm like, 45 days to do what? Where's where's our next duty station? He goes, oh, no, no, we're out of the Navy. I'm like, what? Uh, We're going job hunting. (laughs) Like, excuse me? (laughs) Did that freak you out or did that excite you? Me? Oh, freaked me out. I had no idea what was coming. Freaked me out. It excited him. Right. Um, because he was ready for the change. I, you know, I was so used to the military system of insurance. I, I yeah. had the therapist down, like I had all of that. That was my job. You also, know, you have Courtney like, who yep. you need insurance. Right. And <laughs> yeah. it was, you know, God was really good because when he left, um, and he left the reserves two years later, it was right after the Senate had passed the bill that pre-existing conditions would still be covered by insurance. If you moved insurance companies, it wow. hadn't been until then. So literally wow. six months after that passed in Congress, he left the reserves and Courtney's insurance, you know, never buckled. So that's totally God. But at that point, we we were in uh, marriage there. We were in, you know, marriage counseling. We were in our forties. We had, we had just passed the 40 decade mm-hmm. and, um, and we were working hard with our marriage mentors, our, our good friend, Deacon Marks, and uh, they're our best friends and Christine uh, who walked with us through the healing process um, coming out of the addiction of pornography. And with my eating issues, we found theology of the body uh, we mm-hmm. went up and we we took a courses with Christopher West. Um, you know, we we faced tremendous financial difficulty in our 40s. We almost lost our house twice. 
Um, and before GoFundMe was even a thing, uh, we had what they called a friend raising to help with Courtney's medical expenses. And that's what saved us from losing the house. Wow. So um, the forties were busy. They were busy and they were good and they were bountiful and they were restorative and redemptive. And so that when we fully come into this season, now the third decade of our marriage, halfway through the third decade, we're just in a completely different place. And um, it's a place of, of wholeness and of fun and um, a lot of joy, laughter. A little more pain getting out of bed in the morning, just saying. <laughs> Snap, crackle, pop is a cereal. It's not what you're supposed to do in the morning to get out of bed. He's such an old man. Do you have any stories, good or bad, just a story from your 30s slash 40s? Just kind of coming up on the restorative part of our marriage. When we found Theology of the Body, Jerry had been, um, Jerry came into the Catholic Church in 1999. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to go to Lourdes in 2000 with our daughter, and we had a profound experience there. Most Catholic place ever <laughs> yeah Jerry. we'll be we'll be going there in june Can't i wait. know it's ever. and you're gonna love it you're gonna love find it. the blessed mary cheese board no i'm hoping that they don't have that anymore one of the things we did when we were in lords was to kind of lighten the mood we've always been able humor has saved our marriage yeah let's be honest it's usually saved. inappropriate humor, inappropriate <laughs> so we thought we would challenge each other to uh, find the cheesiest or worst um souvenir souvenir from lords and they're everywhere. So I <sighs> found this pen that when you ra- you tip the pen over, Our Lady raises up into the mountain in the pen. And that was just so <laughs> super cheesy. But no, Jerry, I won. Jerry won because he found a cheese board with Our Lady of Lords on it that when you cut the cheese, you it decapitated her. Our Lady was right through the, like. <laughs> And oh, quite yeah. literally, it was cheesy. So he yes. quite literally. And remember, we took this hunt seriously. seriously. Like it was a very, yeah. It just lightened what everything that we were going through with Courtney and ourselves internally and giving. I mean, there was a there was a moment there in Lords where um, we literally were at the foot of the altar during adoration, and we gave over our whole family to the Lord. It was a very. Um, raw moment in our marriage and there were tears on both our parts and and just we knew we couldn't do it ourselves we we figured out we were very self-reliant people and we needed to not be that we needed to be people that relied on God and so that moment and and other moments that happened there when we came home our life didn't change the hardships didn't go away but there was a lightness to us and there was a determination to heal and um and especially like jerry kind of walked into the spiritual headship of our family mm-hmm. for the first time and that's a pretty big thing because i you know i had pretty much been forming jonathan to do first communion and all of that, that i had taken on that that role but then jerry kind of when we gave up from lords really dove into that and then theology of the body would be so it was more like a spiritual healing than a physical healing the spirit, I think for us, the spirit always uh, predis- presupposed the, the physical, yeah. preceded the physical, sorry. Um, because then we found Theology of the Body mm-hmm. with Christopher West. Never knew a guy who loved you two so much. <laughs> Seriously. That's what he remembered. You too. 
yeah. yeah, he was he's like a he's like a big music dude, right? So he loved his he loved to use the phrase twisted mystic. That so most rock stars were twisted. Most rock stars, and of course he's referencing 80 music, which I'm totally down with because <laughs> 80s music is the best music. And he's like, so you know, this this uh um like uh, it was a U2 song about YouTube, the Blessed Mother. About the Blessed Mother. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, there's such twisted mystics. Like, yeah, there's something. Okay. <laughs> but he 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 loved that. So what was your revelation though through that? Because like this, I think the spiritual change began in Lords mm -hmm. and we brought that through. And mm -hmm. then came theology. kind of theology of the body, body and the re kind of um restoration of our intimate life. Yes. Which had pretty much been nothing. Yes. You can tell the story. Which story are we talking about? Whichever one you'd like to choose. Oh, wow. She's putting me on the spot. I am. Um, <laughs> okay, so you can think about it for a second. We want to talk about Corda Candles real fast. Have you guys heard of Corda Candles? We have them all over our house. Okay. Okay, Amazing. but they don't, they don't have to be lit to smell good. Like, just make the house smell good. Cece's been saying that this whole time. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds dramatic. But all right. I finally got one in person. It sits in our bathroom downstairs. It, I don't think I've ever lit it. And the bathroom smells like that entire quart of candle. And I'm like, all right, not mad about it. It's the Lods one, which is another word for the morning prayer. So it's um, got fresh dew and juniper berry to mimic a sunrise in a morning, I guess. And it's amazing. It's everything. So, and they're just cute. They're really classy and cute and simple and minimalistic and they're uh, holistic, holistically made. So it's okay and safe to burn in a small space, like a guest bathroom. <laughs> yeah, there's no black smoke residue. It's very uh -uh. nice, very yes. safe. Y'all can get your own quart of candles for 10% off using code HECK YES CANDLES, all caps at quartacandles.com slash what in the dang heck. So it's slash W-I-T-D-H. We'll link it all in our show notes so you guys have it all there, but they're the best. They're obviously all of our favorites. We've got them all over our houses. So check them out. Yeah. Instead of going to TJ Maxx or Bath and Body Works for your spring candle, support small businesses, good, great candles yeah. that Which, represent our faith and shop Corda. It's so funny you say that because when we started this podcast, there's actually a real, if you scroll down far enough in our page of me going to TJ Maxx and buying candles. We're beyond that stage. We have graduated. We are in season three now. We shop quarter candles, guys. Okay. Graduated. <laughs> so good. Okay. Sorry. Jumping back in. What kind of story do you want to share, Jerry? So the uh what I like the Wednesday or Thursday that you're that theology of the body one, because there's a two, but we Oh, there's the a one. mini. There's, there's a mini. One. Well, yeah, this was back in the day. <laughs> Um, so we, uh, ended up on the back deck there. If you've ever been to Blackrock, they got a big back deck off the main, uh, house there. And, uh, we had a very, I'll just call it very frank conversation. And, uh, at the end of it, I asked my honey lamb to marry me again. And we said our vows again. And that, and that was sort of the beginning, the real beginning of our restoration of our, uh, intimate life, our marriage bed, as it were. And uh, that continued through. Continues today. Well, it continues today. <laughs> that was in the late forties. Our late forties, yeah, mid forties. Okay. Mid 40s, yeah. Okay. But at that point, like we had, you know, our kids were teenagers. 
um, we were able to step away from the day-to-day to like actually work on our marriage. We had the brain space and the heart space and the desire to improve our marriage um, because we couldn't, we just couldn't go on as we were. And um, I think a lot of people get stuck in this. um, It's really a version of having an adulterous affair. When you put your kids above your husband, Mm -hmm. like you're having an affair with your kids. Like Mm -hmm. marriage always has to be first. It's the primary sacrament. So, um, you know, if your husband is a workaholic, like that's, that's an emotional affair, right? He's not placing the needs of his wife and family first. So we, you know, we just didn't know. Um, We were not catechized extremely well. Um, I wasn't um, in the late seventies and early eighties. Everything was butterflies and rainbows. And I didn't really understand the gravity of mortal sin. I didn't understand um, the sanctity of the marriage bed. I didn't Mm -hmm. understand, um, you know, the truth of our vows. And, um, and we really learned about the beauty and grace of the human body and the difference between love and lust and objectification and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, what that was. And so we were able to, um, to really find our feet again. Yeah. You almost had to like choose it. We choose it. See, this is the thing. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, you know, a lot when Jerry and I travel now and we speak to young couples or we speak to singles, they're like, gosh, I want a marriage like yours. We hear that a lot. No. (laughs) I'm like, shoot shoot higher people. Like you don't want, like, I would not wish some of the things we've been through on anyone. I wouldn't want you to deal with addiction to pornography or sex or, or, to food. I wouldn't want you to have to go through, um, you know, after all we, I I wouldn't want that for you. I would want you to come into your marriage, um, chased, not having slept with one another. Jerry and I got pregnant before we were married and we miscarried that baby. I would want you to, um, you know, recognize, uh, how awesome you are as a human to feel that you're seen, known, and loved by God, and that you don't have to uh, prove yourself to God or, or anybody else. Like you are who God made you to be and embrace it and learn and grow and stretch and do the things that he's asking mm-hmm. you to do. So, um, I mean, our marriage now is, is a gift. I mean, it's always been a gift. But now. <laughs> I'm so scared. Go ahead. Now what? <laughs> well, well, so now we have reached the vaunted stage of empty Thanks. nesters, right? Mm. So, um, trust me, it, it, it. This is as our dog is whining because her her ball has run. Yeah, under her the ball sofa. is under the sofa. <laughs> so if you not hear quite whining, empty it's nesters, it's but not, pretty yeah. much. It's well, it's not a child. It's a small child. It's a it's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yes, has some characteristics of a toddler. Yes. Not gonna lie. Um. So now we're at the yeah. Now we're at the uh, we we've kind of as we like to, <clears throat> my wife who's very polite, tell people we've been through some shizazzle, right? <laughs> so, it sounds so, so sparkly. Yeah, sounds so merry. It's better than what I'd say. It's like, yeah, we've been through the third ring of hell. And yeah, we have. But remember, Winston Churchill once said, if you find yourself in hell, keep going. Keep going. And, and it's and it's the best marriage advice you could get, that and fight naked. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Very good fight. Yeah, seriously. Um, 
So, you know, now we've, you know, we've, we've, we've buried a child. We buried both of my parents. We just buried my sister. We buried her dad. We've had, you know, uh, uh, seven moves. A no, one. we have had nine moves. Whatever. <laughs> She's moves, like, I've been counting. Who loses? <laughs> yeah. You know, a war and a half, three job changes, almost losing the house twice. And people are like, and I'm a mother in law, which is a whole new bag. Yeah. Of so people are like, how do you like each other? I'm like, we not only like each other, we like to have sex. And they're like, oh. yeah. Sometimes they go, <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I hate to tell you, youngins, your parents have sex. So yes. Just to be clear. Right. Enjoy it. And they enjoy it. Okay. So let's just, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and, but there was a time where we weren't we struggled to, to meet each other where we were. We struggled to see what the needs were in the other. Maggie, stop. And we, um, it was just, it was just hard. It was a lot of isolation and loneliness for a good decade. And so now, you know, now it's just yes. fun again. It's, it's back to those early days when back to the 22 pound Turkey. That's right. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That never left. I feel like, I feel yeah, like that no. was the consistent. Pound... Yes. That that's been consistent. I've, I've gotten her down to 18. No, <laughs> last year was 14. Last yeah, year was 14. Yeah, I did well, 14. She, okay. she, she twitched. She's like, I hey, it's, it's only 14. I'm like, sweetheart, it's only when, the listen, two of us and your you, mother. When you're from a large mm -hmm. family, you always want to make sure you have enough food. That's true. It's, it's just the thing. And you'll yeah. never not have enough food with 22 pounds, but 14. It's, <laughs> you're, you're skating right on the edge. Like if you invite, we invited college students over. Oh yeah. This is my wife now. So we go to George Mason to give a talk um, in like late October and my wife. So not only does my wife give the talk, then she goes, honey, come on up. Let's answer questions. And I go, okay. And then she goes, ask us anything. You're like, I was just here to take photos of her. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. She says this to college kids. Ask us anything, sex, drugs, rock and roll. Like, <laughs> no, you did not just she say did. She and they, did. And they asked us. Oh, all the they asked us all the things. It was great. And then she goes, oh, and by the way, if anybody can't go home for Thanksgiving, come to our house. Yeah, I will have Thanksgiving. And I'm like. I, we ended up with four other people. We, <laughs> you're like, we didn't talk about this. And she's like, remember that time when you got out of the military without talking about I'm it? Like, I feel yeah, like. <laughs> who are these people? Honey, they have nowhere else to they go. Home for Jerry's just like, I don't know them. I don't know Full them. They, they could be axe murderers. No, Jesus knows them. He would not bring axe murderers to our house. They were cute. Were they? Co-eds. No, they were very okay. nice. <laughs> were they? Let's see. <laughs> no, they were, they were, they just, they didn't have a place to be. They were impressed and that so you cooked, I will say. They that. were, they were in the kitchen with me, helping me. It was just That sounds fun. familiar. They were having like cooking lessons. <laughs> yeah, Mary and Jerry have taught me how to make steak, how to spatchcock a chicken, how to, I mean, so much. They they gave me my first cooking lessons. It's fun. You miss those days. Oh, yes. We'll be back. Many years ago, back yeah. in the day. That's right. Right before you gave me the greatest birthday party ever. <laughs> His birthday's on New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah, it was her wedding, but Jerry greatest took it and birthday. ran. Yeah, no, Jerry was like, no, no, it's my birthday Patrick's party was and there was a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, correct. Correct. It was all for Jerry. Now we're in a season of um that we get to we get to share the hard parts and we're on the other side we of are mentors. Yeah. We're on the other side of the dark 
part. And, um, and we are no longer on the dark side. No, we are not. <laughs> and so that's great. I mean, it's, it's yeah. just a lot of, the Lord has really done some amazing things in our marriage and in our lives. And, um, and so now we have to, now we have to kind of, when he asks us to share about it, it's like, I'll, I'll drag him up and, and during yeah. the talk and I'll make him answer the questions. And when he yeah. gets the questions from the young men on porn and on intimacy with women, you know, okay. 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 His ears go red and he's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Okay. 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 So you've, you've probably talked mm. about the modern Catholic mm. dating scene, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so let gosh. me tell you my greatest dating scene story ever. Okay. Wait, wait, we're going to pause you right there. This is a cliffhanger. Real oh. fast, we're going to talk about Hallow. Okay. <laughs> okay, you guys have the Hallow app or Matt? Yes. Oh, yes. We are on, what, what day are we on? We're doing the, uh, the Stations of the, the cross. cross right now with Jonathan. Yes. yes. It's nice. so good. I did the Stations of the Cross. There's, um, there's, you they do have it like, with Jesus. <laughs> I mean, literally. literally. Literally, they have great daily reflections. Um, if you go on the bottom and click meditate and then scroll to the top and click dailies, they have daily reflections with Jeff Cavins and Jonathan Rumi, which is also Jesus. Um, yeah. But they just have so, so much like anything and everything. Instead of just randomly clicking stuff on YouTube, you can get the Hallow app for three months free with um, www.hallow.com slash what in the dang heck. And take advantage of these. Like you guys are doing the Stations of the Cross. What else have you guys done on Hallow? Um, we've done, like right now, I'm listening to A Story of the Soul uh, by St. Therese. Like they've read some of the classic uh, Catholic books there that they have. And then we, I do a lot of the, like, especially when I travel, I do their night meditations um, for sleep. And they're so good. They're just, they really help me with, you know, if I'm feeling anxious or whatever, they help me with that. But what is your favorite? We do the uh, Sunday Sunday sermons. Well, I don't know their sermons, they're reflections by Jeff Cavins. He, and and uh, Bishop Barron's on and there. Bishop Barron's on there. Uh -huh. uh, Father Mike Schmidt. And Father Mike Schmidt. So we yeah. get like the trifecta on Sunday. <laughs> because they're very different views on the same gospel. So it's like yeah. fascinating. It's, it's really, it's really been helpful to us. Yeah. 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 Hallow's the best. So if you don't have it yet, download it. It's free. Click the link in our uh, show notes and definitely check it out. Okay. Jerry, back to your story, the cliffhanger. Okay. So you might've gone to this. I don't see, see, I don't know if you're there, but like about two, three years ago, Austin was going to have this big meetup in DC, right? Remember that? Oh, the pro-life meetup. Yeah. The pro -life the, meetup, at the bar. Right? At the bar. At the bar. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So we're at the bar and, and we're standing there. And of course, Mary and I are the oldest people in the 20 room. years older than everybody Absolutely. in the room. And they're like looking at us, probably going, is that somebody's parents? Whose parents are those? No. Why are they? <laughs> so we're standing there. And of course, as soon as Mary walks in, they're like, are you Mary Linnebird? And she gets like her little groupies. Oh, right? uh <laughs> groupies, right? So they're all standing around. So there's like, I don't know, four young women standing. And I'm I'm there. You are great eye candy. Like, well, yes, thank you. Of course I am. But I'm there like I'm watching a National Geographic special. I'm like, here we are, Serengeti, watching <laughs> Catholic mating rituals. So <laughs> because it's like a seventh grade dance. There's a bunch mm -hmm. of girls here. There's boys here. And nobody's, mm -hmm. and nobody's talking to each other. Yep. But they're all staring at each other. And then but they're all, yeah, they're all making googly eyes oh at each gosh. other. 
And I'm finally looking around and I'm going, well. Jerry had had enough. I, I had enough. I, I, I just, yeah. So I marched over there. No, no. A, first you asked the ladies. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I asked the ladies, I said, would you like to uh, be introduced to those gentlemen over there? And they're like, well, yeah, but we don't want to do that ourselves. I said, don't worry. Got your back. <laughs> so I, I marched over. I you marched did. over and these these guys are all standing there like, oh, crap, here comes the old guy. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, you know, I introduced myself. I said, how's everybody doing? I said, you, 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 you follow me. And they're like, OK. And they walk <laughs> over and I go, OK, now here's what we're going to do. We're going to introduce ourselves to each other and we're going to talk to each other. And they're both standing around both uh, sides like they're like they're like like arms control negotiations. <laughs> they're like staring at each other. And I, I Go you first. Uh, I'm John. I'm Joe. I'm, I'm you yeah. know. And then the the, the girls like, oh, I'm Megan. I'm, and I'm. And then Jerry's like, who wants to drink what? And he just took their bar. He took their bar order. Went over. Got everybody drinks. They're chatting with each other. And like a half an hour later, phone numbers have been exchanged. A couple is over sitting at another table having a chat. Because they're know. afraid the old guy's going to come over, so they decide maybe they'll just start. They'll just start it. And then one of the girls goes over to another group of girls and she's like, if John, do you guys want to meet somebody in the room? Who do you want to meet? Then she comes and gets Jerry and she tells them, you need to go get those guys. <laughs> so Jerry, that's what Jerry did for like two hours. He was just like the matchmaker. And, I remember and that. The thing is, Boy, I know. It's so like, much matchmaking. So much matchmaking. And there was one couple that met that night that actually is now married. But um, it's, there's such, everybody is so afraid. They're mm. so locked up in fear that they're going to be rejected. And here's the big thing. You are, you're going to be rejected. Even mm -hmm. in marriage, we have rejected one another. Mm -hmm. yeah, we're not supposed to do that, but there have been times when we have done that. And it's very hurtful. But at the same time, if you're willing, if, if you want love in your life, you have to be willing to be rejected. Mm -hmm. That's part of it. You have to be willing to be disappointed. You have to be willing to be hurt because that's you know there's a saying that i once saw that to have a child is to have your heart walk outside your body and and it really is like that because there's you can't protect them all the time you can't be with them all the time and they're gonna do what they're gonna do they're gonna make good choices and bad choices and and you just have to do your best to keep turning them back toward god and you do the same thing with your spouse jerry is my path to sanctification i don't get to heaven without him with me like we we're doing this or as i like to say never ever leave your wingman never leave your wingman <laughs> that's I true i will say we cc and i both could probably say this that you guys talked about how you're now on the outside of it and you you're mentors now and that's like totally legit in the case of avery and i's marriage and cc and patrick like i have called mary numerous times and been like he just said this and I feel like I should be really offended. I mean, actually I am offended. And she's like, you should be dang glad he told you that now and not 10 years later when you guys are deep in therapy over it. And I was like, okay, you're right. You're right. What's, okay. Hi, Mary. What do I do? I know <laughs> literally like, should I be offended or is he, is this right? And I'm just emotional. And she's like, no, here's what you should. Here's the in-between. You know, here's the. I, first of all, I'm always so humbled and honored when y'all call me. I mean, it just, it's, it's a gift. It really is a gift to me. You're seasoned. But I am seasoned. <laughs> like a good cast iron. Yes. Um, but the thing is, I didn't have that, right? I didn't mm -hmm. have that mentorship in my young marriage. And I was desperate for it. 
Mm -hmm. And so I always, you know, when Jerry and I were going through kind of the restoration season, the really hard season of forgiveness again and again and again, and the therapy and the asking the deep questions that nobody wanted to talk about or think about because it was just pain. It was just raw pain at that point. Um, I, I promised God that if ever we got to the other side of this, that I would be that person that I needed you know, and Jerry does it just as well as I do. And, and he does it a little bit quieter than I do. Um, but he walks with, I know, surprising. Isn't <laughs> I know, it's like personalities, but he, you know, he's walking with several young men right now, um, that are, that are dealing with different issues in their lives and, and married, unmarried, um, you know, we just had uh, a young engaged couple over for dinner um, this week, earlier this week. I just want to point out, she was born after 9-11. After 9-11, yeah. So we I were found like, that more than a tad disturbing. We were just like, wow, we wow. really are old. We're those old people. <gasps> Um, but it was beautiful. And when we asked them, like, you know, what they were looking for in this mentorship, they were just like, we, we want to do whatever we can do to set us up in the best way to have a successful marriage. And I think what, what Jerry and I have learned, which I, I hope you agree with this, but we'll see. Um, what we've learned is, is marriage is about three things. It's about God first, always. Like Jerry is not my soulmate. He, he does not complete me, only God completes me. So it has to be me and Jesus first. It has to be great communication. And that is learned over time. Like I know now after 37 years of knowing him and 35 years of loving him, you know, in this marriage, I know when his stress level is up, I know the signs of it. I know, uh, you know, when he's upset with me, but he doesn't want to talk about it yet. He's not ready um, because he's too hot under the collar for whatever <laughs> I've done and, and he needs to chill. I, I know when um, he needs quiet. And, you know, uh, he needs to sit on the front porch with a cigar and a scotch and a good history book that's like five inches deep. And, and it's all nonverbal. Yeah, it's all. Uh -huh. And I know that. And he knows me. You know, he knows me if I haven't checked in or or sent a text um, because of what he does for a living. He doesn't always have access to his phone. So he'll go out at a certain point in his day to check his phone. And um, and if I haven't sent a text. I'll get a, I'll get a call. Like, are you okay? What's going on? Like we yeah. have these rhythms in our marriage now that didn't exist then. I wish they did exist then because the communication would have been better. But the third thing um, I think is all marriages have to have forgiveness. Forgiveness has to be present. And it's not like when they say, you know, forgive and forget. I can't forget some of the things that have happened in our marriage, but I have forgiven him and he has forgiven me. And we have them in a place where we remember them not to repeat them. Mm. So it's not like we're taking that memory and beating each other over the head with it. It's just that it's there and we know I don't ever want to be there again. Mm -hmm. So that's where that memory is, you know, and that took time. So, yeah. So God communication and forgiveness, I think, would you agree? Yep. And that all leads into tremendous intimacy uh, it leads into um, great friendship. It leads into uh, dating your spouse. You know, mm -hmm. I truly believe you should date your spouse for the entirety of your marriage. Mm -hmm. And even if that means if, it, you know, you're, you're in a season of small children and there's a lot of them and there's no time. 
What does dating your spouse look like? It looks like a glass of wine at 10 o'clock at night when everybody's in bed for exactly 45 minutes before the next one's up because you have four or five little people, you know, yeah. that's a date. That's a date in your kitchen. And it's, uh, it's a looking each other in the eye going, I see you. I know you, I love you. I know you're exhausted. How can I help make your day better? And it's not just the husband asking the wife, it's the wife asking the husband. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not talking to each other, then I don't know how his day went. I don't know what happened. I don't know why he came home with a burr, you know, under his saddle um, because X, Y, Z, whatever happened. And again, because of what he does, I can't know that, but I just know that it wasn't the best day. Okay. So how can I make your day better? Scotch. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Just, just, just remember your spouse has two unique capabilities nobody will love you more and nobody will drive you crazier yeah right i say this to him all the time i'm like yeah. i just need to know that you freaking drive me insane mm. and i really wish to beat you about the head and shoulders but i won't because i love you so much and i will never love anybody other than jesus more than i love you but I need you to remove yourself from my presence for the next 30 minutes so that I don't know you. you know? That's love That's and intimacy. Love. And, and, and we've learned <laughs> that. We've learned that um, because we've made so many mistakes. I prefer to think of them as life lessons, right? How do you get wisdom? You get wisdom from judgment. How do you get judgment? From bad decisions. Bad decisions. Very That's wise. fair. We that are is very fair. wise. Exceedingly wise people. And then you can tell us, so then we don't even have to do that. But now we have wisdom from your judgment learned from your bad. Thank you. You're welcome. Your <laughs> bad decisions. Have, there you go. They've really trickled down into thousands <laughs> yeah. of people at this point, thousands yeah. of years that will hear this. So, yes. and it's, you know, the thing is, is that you're going to make some of the same mistakes. Everybody mm. does. And you're no, no two marriages are alike because no two people are alike. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, you know, we get into this, this, especially as women, I think we get into this comparison thing of gosh, yep. he's such a romantic, like, why can't you be that way? Listen, this man, this man will will scrub a toilet. He will fold laundry. He will serve. That's his love language is service and words of encouragement. Those are his top two. Mine are words of encouragement and gift giving, right? So my service is way down at the bottom. I really struggle with that. Um, but that's how he loves and that's how he is loved. So he will not buy fresh flowers. They just die. They die. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of money. It so sure twice is. a year- <laughs> twice a year I get fresh cut flowers on our anniversary and on my birthday because he knows how much they mean to me because I know I'm obligated on those two days that that, that was <laughs> They're like flower days of obligation yes <laughs> and that was hold on our dog needs to go out but I think that was that was um that I know is sacrificial for him so it's beautiful right so what do I do on his birthday I I am what do you want to eat from start to finish? Um, you know, how many books do you wish to read and where? Like I require nothing of him. And I, we usually do it the day before his birthday because his birthday is New Year's Eve. So, um, you know, that whole weekend is about him. Like, mm -hmm. what can I do? Um, and then, you know, for our anniversary, like this year, we're excited because it's 35 years. So I don't know what, you, is it my turn to plan it or yours? Uh... I think this year is my turn. 
it might be your turn. We try to take opposite years. I, I know like we that. were going to a battlefield. I can tell you that. That was the <laughs> ever. That was the last one he planned. I ever. remember that. Did you, you guys go that? to Gettysburg? Where, wait, no. we, oh, we did three battlefields in one day. It was glorious and epic. The and only reason it happened is because he also got us a room at a historic bed and breakfast and had it was a, cute. a two-star Michelin chef meal. <laughs> okay. Like strawberry, chocolate covered strawberries, strawberries and flowers. In the room. Um, this was also the room where we sat on the bed. Nothing happened. We sat on the bed and broke one of the planks and had to go <laughs> to the hotel people and say, We broke the bed. They we snickered. were just sitting. We, we were just sitting. sitting. They snickered. They're like, they Oh, believe sitting. Okay. <laughs> they were like, The guy was winking at Jerry. I'm like, Okay, I'm, I'm standing right here. Please stop winking at my husband. <laughs> <laughs> stop that. Yeah. And that's so why I agreed. That, and that's what we call compromise. So I'm like, if you want to do this, that's fine. I, I totally, I love watching him talk yeah. about the history and watching him teach because it, he just lights up when he does it. And it's just wonderful to, to when your spouse is really in their game and really in, in their passion and what they we love to do. We could draw the line at dressing a deer on your front yard. I'm just saying. <laughs> could draw. <laughs> it was just so invigorating for me to look out my front window and see that happening. Or, or it's Avery with his fish tank, you know? <laughs> Yes. But, so his passion's ever changing. He also answered my need and my need was for a beautiful evening where you got yep. dressed up and went out and had a lovely cocktail and could look into each other's eyes and, you know, tell each other how much you loved one another and what those 32 years meant to you. So mm -hmm. um, back to the bed where George Washington slept and break it. <laughs> Oops. Oh, a little bit of both, a little sprinkle of both, a little sprinkle, sprinkle of passion. A little sprinkle. Anyway, so yeah, there you go, marriage. Mm -hmm. That's what brings us together. Yep. Yeah. Well, we're so grateful that you guys could come on. And I feel like I learned so much more about you guys, even though I've spent a ton of time with you guys. So Megan, do you have anything else? Just you guys have to read their books. Like if you walked away from this and are going, oh my gosh, I want to know more about them. You have to read their books. I sat down and read Be Brave and the Scared in like one sitting because I couldn't get up and walk away. I also don't think I had any kids yet, but <laughs> regardless, it was so good. So you guys need to go check out her books. Where can we find you guys? Um, well, Jerry on Instagram is the Grouchy Historian. The Grouchy Historian? Grouchy no, Historian. just at Grouchy underscore Historian. That's correct. And then right. I'm at Mary Lenneberg. And then you can find my books are at Amazon, Ave Maria Press, um, and then MaryLenneberg.com uh, for any speaking inquiries or anything like that. Perfect. Yeah, you guys speak as a couple and individual, correct? No, no. She speaks. I sit <laughs> in the pretty. No, we speak as a couple. What is this? You sit there and look at, we speak together to couples. Um, we also have done um, youth ministry events and stuff. And marriage, I, marriage preps, marriage, marriage retreats. Yeah. Those are my favorite. And then I speak to women's retreats and things like that. So yeah. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. We'll put everything in the show notes that you need to know about them. Um, and when you have no place to go for Thanksgiving, you can well, contact Mary. <laughs> Jerry's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't be an actor. That's all. Yeah, that's it. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. We'd love to hear your What in the Dang Heck moments. So call our hotline at 312-775-2615. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rate and review, share with your best friend, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.